Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. There's music in the air, and among the top new musical programs is the Sunday evening hour, heard over most of these same ABC stations. Here's a program with universal appeal to all music lovers, a program that presents one of the country's noted musical directors, Carl Kruger, leading one of the country's finest symphonic orchestras, the Detroit Symphony. As for the superb musical programs the Detroit Symphony has in its repertoire, you'll hear the works of your favorite classical composers. Great music, played by the famous Detroit Symphony under the splendid direction of the eminent conductor Carl Kruger. This fine program goes on the air over most of these same ABC stations. Don't forget, the premier broadcast of the Sunday evening hour is tonight. And now, the Green Hornet. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, the Rodin statue. The Green Hornet strikes again! young publisher of the Daily Sentinel, was checking an editorial which Miss Case, his secretary, brought into his office. Well, that's got it, Miss Case. Well, if it's strong enough to make the city council realize that the people are determined to have a decent airport. The airport issue was the deciding factor in the elections this time. More people voted than ever before. Yes, and it seems to me they voted intelligently. It's foolish not to know how a man stands before voting him into office. As a result, the present council agreed on the new airport issue. Tell Gunnigan to run this in the next edition. Yes, sir. I'll take it right down to him. Heidi, how are you doing, Katie? Well, I'm fine. And fortunately, we're through discussing the editorial I brought in to Mr. Reed, so I guess it's all right for you to barge in. Huh. Reed, Gunnigan said something about covering an assignment at the museum. Some guy named Roden's going to unveil something or something. <laughs> oh, that I'd like to see. Why, Katie? Have you met the guy or something? Axford. <laughs> For your information, the name is pronounced Rodin, and he was a great French sculptor. He uh, died in 1917. Oh, then how can he... Oh, he can't. Expert, a statue by Rodin, which has been held for safekeeping by Ralph Berry, the art connoisseur, is to be put on exhibition for a limited time at the museum before it's sent back to France. Oh, so that's it. Yes, it was brought over here secretly for the duration of the war. Huh. 
What would the Nazis have wanted with a thing like a statue, I'd like to know? A statue by Rodin is practically priceless. Oh, now I get it. Well, when's the statue to be on exhibition? Well, as I understand, the press is invited in to see it when it arrives at the museum. Oh, I know about that, Mr. Reed. Mr. Berry's sending the statue from his country estate outside the city to the museum in the morning. How did you know that, Casey? Because a curator of the museum, Mr. Jackson, told me so. Now, why should Mr. Jackson tell you that, Casey? I didn't even know you knew the guy. Mr. Jackson phoned here yesterday and invited Mr. Reed to come over while he unpacked the statue. I left a notation on your desk, Mr. Reed. Oh, yes. I saw it, but the matter slipped my mind. Uh, are you going, Reed? Oh, I think so. I'm interested in Rodin's work. He's a forerunner of modern art. Uh, is he now? But why do you know? <laughs> Expert talks as if he knew what he was talking about. <laughs> huh. How do you know, Casey, that I want chisel a statue of somebody sometime? Well, I admit you're foremost among the chiselers, Axford, but not in art. <laughs> oh, that I'd have to see. <laughs> Being a gentleman, I'll overlook that crack. Uh, maybe we can go together to Monterey. All right with me, Axford. Meet me here at ten. We'll grab a cab and go on over to the museum. Meantime, at the museum, Mr. Jackson, the curator, rose from his office desk to greet two visitors who had just entered. Well, good morning, Mr. Berry. Good morning, Mr. Jackson. May I present Mr. Jules Francois, the French representative who has just arrived from Washington? Charmed, Monsieur Jackson. How do you do, sir? It's a pleasure. Uh, sit down, gentlemen, sit down. Merci. Thank you. Let's get the arrangements straight for bringing over the Rodin statue, Mr. Jackson. Everything is arranged, sir. One of our trucks will go to your estate late this afternoon with two trusted guards. I, of course, will accompany them to help you put the statue in the packing case. Fine, fine. I wouldn't want anything to happen to that statue. Uh, such a thing as that, monsieur, is unthinkable. But not impossible, Mr. Francois. There are many who would like to get their hands on that statue. <laughs> I, uh, I'd like to keep it myself, for that matter. <laughs> such a work of art belongs to the world, monsieur. Ah, that goes without saying, Mr. Francois. We'll bring this statue here to the museum after dark tonight. I take it for granted that your guards are absolutely trustworthy. Oh, yes, you may be sure of that, sir. Good. My estate is well guarded, so we have nothing to fear. Uh, some of the press are coming in to see us open the packing case in the morning. The articles they put in their papers should arouse a great deal of interest in the exhibit. Once the statue is placed in your hands tonight, Mr. Jackson, may... My responsibility will be over. Of course. I shall write out a release for you. Uh, you'll be here in the morning? No, I'm afraid not. I have a previous business appointment. My secretary, Jack Brown, didn't realize you were having the press in. Uh, that uh, secretary of yours, Jack Brown, he hasn't been with you very long, Mr. Berry. Is he, uh, well... Uh... Uh, don't worry about Brown. He came with splendid credentials. You seem to have taken every precaution, monsieur. I am sure there is nothing to fear. Well, there's nothing to worry about, is right. Well, Mr. Francois, we'd better be on our way. Uh, oh, uh, don't forget. We'll see you tonight at my home for dinner, Mr. Jackson. Yes, of course. Good day, gentlemen. That evening, four men sat around the dinner table at the Berry Mansion. Mr. Berry, his secretary, Jack Brown, Mr. Jackson, the curator, and Jules Francois. 
Oh, well, Jackie, did you see to it that the guards are getting something to eat in the seventh dining room? Yes, Mr. Berry, I arranged that. Fine. They're being taken care of, sir. Ah, it's a relief to have that satchel packed and ready to go. Oui, Monsieur Jackson. It has been quite a responsibility for Monsieur Barry. Hmm. I enjoyed having that road down my gallery, even though I couldn't show it to anyone. It uh, is a prize worth having. Yes, I'd give most anything to own it. <laughs> there are many other collectors who would give a fabulous price to get it, Mr. Barry. Yes, I know. In fact, if it were stolen, the French government would probably give a fabulous reward for its return. That is what has worried us, monsieur. There are many international crooks who know that fact. That is why we have insisted upon such precautions. Oh, with all the precautions that have been taken, there is no way it could be stolen, Mr. Francois. <laughs> I am glad of that, Monsieur Brown. Uh, how long will it be on exhibition at the museum? Uh, we have permission to keep it for a month. Then it will be shipped abroad. Beg pardon, sir. Go on. What is it, Doggett? The phone, sir. A call for you in the office off the gallery. Very well, Parker. I'll go right in. Yes, sir. I'll have the party hold the line. <coughs> Will you gentlemen excuse me? Yes, yes, certainly. certainly. I won't be long. <laughs> the biggest regret in Mr. Berry's life is giving up that Rodin statue. I can imagine that he's grown to feel that it's a part of his famous collection. That's right, he has, sir. His collection is all he lives for. He has no living relatives. I wonder what will become of his collection when he passes on. I can tell you that, Mr. Jackson. He's willed it to your museum. Really? That's wonderful of him. <clears throat> Will you pardon me, please? I have a few matters to attend to. Of course, monsieur. Uh, we'll be starting out with a statue shortly. I'll probably see you before you leave. Perhaps, monsieur Jackson, it is best that I go see that everything is in readiness for our departure. You will excuse me, we? Oui? Yes, of course. <clears throat> I'll go find the guards who are to go back with us. Uh, then we'll load the packing box in the truck and go to the museum. It was half an hour later. Mr. Jackson, the curator, stood beside the truck upon which the guards had loaded the packing case containing the valuable Rodin statue. Uh, pardon, sir, but Mr. Berry sends his regrets for not returning to see you before you leave. But uh, he and Mr. Brown have some important business to go over, sir. That's all right. Uh, by the way, Parker, have you seen anything of the Frenchman, Mr. Francois? He's supposed to ride back with us. Oh, no, sir. I thought, sir, that he was with you. Mm, he left about half an hour ago. I... Uh, oh, here he comes now. I see that you are ready to leave, monsieur. Sorry to have kept you waiting. That's all right. Uh, ready to leave, boys? All ready, Mr. Jackson. You and Mr. Francois can ride up here in the cab with me. Joe will stand watching the truck. All right. Come on, Mr. Francois. Uh, within a short time, we'll have the Rodin safely within the museum. following morning at the museum, Britt Reed and Axford stood with other newspapermen waiting for the ceremony of opening the case containing the famous Rodin statue. <laughs> you know, Reed, that looks like the pine box they put a coffin in, don't it? <laughs> the statue must be about the size of a man from the looks of that case. <laughs> Seems like a lot of fuss to go to over a statue. If you appreciated art, Axford, you'd realize this is going to be a treat. 
to see a work of the great Rodin himself. Every statue's a statue, no matter who made it, to my way of thinking. Uh, here comes Jackson, the boss of the joint. <laughs> He's the curator of the museum. Actually. Sure, same thing. Gentlemen, uh, we want the public to be impressed with the fact that they will have the opportunity to view for the next month one of the world's great works of art, a statue by the incomparable Rodin. Uh, this statue has been hidden in the art gallery of Mr. Ralph Berry. This gentleman here with me is the French representative, Monsieur Francois. How do you do, Monsieur? We'll now have one of our museum guards open the packing case. All right, Joe? Yes, sir. The statue would be worth a fortune to one of them might have stolen the night. Yeah? <laughs> Who'd ever think of stealing a thing like a statue? Plenty of people. Now we're going to see it. Mr. Jackson, look there. We did not wrap the statue in a sheet such as that when we packed it last night. That's strange. Uh, pull that sheet off, Joe. Yes, sir. What? what? That's... That's not the statue. It's it's the body of Ralph Merry. We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. For real news analysis and commentary, listen tonight to Drew Pearson and Don Gardner. Both heard over most ABC stations. Drew Pearson has helped countless people grasp the real meaning of the news through his sound, clear interpretation of the week's important news stories. So Sunday nights, don't miss Drew Pearson with his inside Washington reports and famous predictions of things to come. Then stay tuned for Don Gardner, who gives you an up-to-the-minute Sunday night preview of the headlines you will be reading about in your Monday morning newspaper. Hear Drew Pearson and Don Gardner when they go on the air tonight over most of these same ABC stations. And now, back to the Green Hornet. When the body of Mr. Ralph Berry was found in the packing case, which was supposed to contain the Rodin statue, the smaller group of observers were momentarily stunned. Then Mike Axford spoke. Suffered snakes. It's murder. Hold the paper quick. Sure, that I will. I, I, I can't believe it. I can't understand how a, such a terrible thing could have happened. A statue was stolen after we packed it last night, monsieur. But how? That is the question. I think the first thing for you to do, Mr. Jackson, is to phone the police. Remember, this is a case of murder. Yes, yes, that's true. Uh, I'll phone them right away, Mr. Reed. I am afraid, monsieur, the police will be able to do little to solve the mystery. Really? What makes you think that, Mr. Francois? The perpetrator of this crime is exceedingly clever. He has managed to get into a closely guarded estate, steal a priceless Rodin statue from its sealed packing case, and replace it with the murdered body of Monsieur Barry. Such a person, monsieur, would already have thought of means to evade police detection. Our police force is able to cope with even the most clever criminal, Mr. Francois. Mm, then perhaps you can tell me, monsieur, 
why they have not caught the notorious criminal who is known as the Green Hornet? The, uh, the only answer I can give to that is that the Hornet up to now has been exceedingly fortunate. No, monsieur. He has been exceedingly clever. And he combines cleverness with intelligence to outwit those who would try to trap him. Just such a man, too, is the one who stole the Rodin statue and killed Monsieur Barry. That's a matter of opinion. I'm wondering why it was necessary to kill Mr. Barry to get the statue. That, monsieur, only the killer himself can answer. Yes, that's right. Now, the main thing is to find him so that he can give the answers. And he will be caught, Mr. Francois. I feel sure of that. Rich Reed and Oxford returned to the Daily Sentinel and entered the city room. They were greeted by the city editor. Hello, Chief. Hiya, Mike. Hey, Gunnigan. Good morning, Gunnigan. Did you get out an extra on the Barry murder? We sure did, Chief. And by thunder, we were the first on the streets with that news, too. Ah, so he got a scoop sort of, eh? Yeah. It's lucky you and the Chief were on the spot. Learn any more details? Yeah, Reed got more than I did about it, Gunnigan. He was talking to the Frenchman, Francois, and to the curator, Jackson, whilst I was on the phone. You got very little from the Maxford. You heard as much as I did when the police questioned both of those men. Give me the details on the quizzing the cops gave them, will you, Chief? All right, Gunnigan. You see, the police came just a short time after Jackson called them. The homicide squad was headed by Sergeant Burke. And the sergeant lost no time in doing what he could to get the facts. Now, of course, gentlemen, due to the nature of this case... Inspector Evans has notified the government authorities at their local office, so they'll question you pretty thoroughly. But I gotta ask a few questions now for the record. You're right ahead, Sergeant. I expected that. We'll gladly do anything we can to help clear up this terrible mystery. Thanks, sir. Uh, <clears throat> did, did either of you see Barry before you left his place last night? No. Uh, that is, I'm speaking for myself. Mr. Barry left the table to answer a phone. Uh, uh, I didn't see him again until his body was found this morning in that packing case. Mm. How about you, sir? Monsieur Gendarme, I, I am so upset. We, such a terrible thing to have happened. A great Rodin statue, she is lost to France forever, perhaps. Sure, sir. But this for poor Mr. Berry, I'm sorry. It's murder, that's what. And that's why you'll have to tell me what you can about last night, sir. But I know nothing, nothing, monsieur. I... I am too upset to answer your questions now. I guess you'll just have to be upset and answer them anyway, Mr. Francois. Murder is murder, and the law is the law. I am an accredited representative of the Republic of France, monsieur. And as such, I am favored with diplomatic immunity. I do not care to be questioned like this right now. Hmm. Uh, Mr. Reed, do you know anything about that sort of thing, sir? Sergeant, the federal men will get the facts from Mr. Francois later. I suggest you respect his desire not to answer questions. Sure. Okay, sir. Thanks. Uh, Mr. Jackson, do you have any idea how that body could have got into that case and how it could have been done without you knowing it? Uh, no, Sergeant. Well, somebody switched cases on you, giving you the one with Barry's body in it after they put it there, of course, and then making off with the other one containing the statue. Someone could have switched cases, but I'm certain, Sergeant, they could not have left the premises with the other case. The estate is too well guarded. 
and surrounded by a high stone wall, topped by barbed wire. Yeah, well, we'll have a look there after the coroner sees Barry's body here. We'll get everybody together that was out there, and maybe we'll get someplace with this murder case. The preliminary questioning brought out very little. The guards at Barry's place will be questioned thoroughly, and that may turn up something. Yeah, I guess so, Reed. Well, I'll get on down to cops headquarters in case anything new turns up. So long. It was the afternoon of the third day after the disappearance of the Rodin statue when Axford came into Britt Reed's office. Hi, Reed. Well, Axford, anything new on the Barry case? Uh, nothing much, Reed. They haven't found that statue nor Barry's killer yet. Barry's secretary, Jack Brown, insisted that the funeral should be from Barry's home. The casket was taken out for burial at the Quiet Lawn Cemetery this afternoon. Now I guess they'll go over that Barry place with a fine tooth comb. I see. Then the authorities still think the statue might be there, eh? Yeah, guess they do. The guards swear no other packing case was taken out. Only the one that went to the museum with Barry's body in it. I see. Well, all we can do is watch developments. Any one of the three guys who was out there with Barry that night could have done it. The curator, the secretary, or that Frenchman. I suppose so. For my money, Reed, I suspect that Frenchman. He acts funny to me. But he'd have no motive, Axford. And he was there to see that the statue was safely placed in the museum. <laughs> he could be a spy or something, even if he has got papers and all. Could be. Well, I guess I'll run along home. If there's anything new, let me know. Okay, Reed. I'll do that. Britt Reed left the Cephal building and went to his apartment where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet was waiting. They discussed the Berry case. You think a man who killed Berry, one who steals statue, Mr. Britt? Looks that way, Cato. And from something Axford told me, I have an idea who it might be. Who you think? I'd rather not say till I've made sure. The police are moving cautiously. Meantime, I'd like to pay a visit to a certain place tonight, as the Green Hornet. You hunt for Rodin's statue, perhaps? I think I know where that is, Kato. But there's something else I want to check first. If what I think is true, then we'll go where the statue is and wait for the crooks to show up. Where we go right now? To Mr. Barry's place. Check the gas gun and be sure to bring the masks. I not understand why we go to Berry Place if we not expect to find statue, Mr. Britt. Cato, the statue was removed from that packing case and Barry's body put into it. It was done in a short period of time. Well, that true. I figure, then, there must have been a handy hiding place nearby that private museum of Barry's. Perhaps in the museum itself, so a quick switch could be made as soon as Barry was killed. But police search Berry Place. They not find missing statue. I know, but they haven't hit upon the theory I have. If we do find what I'm expecting to find, then you'll realize just where that statue is. Step on it, Cato. Within a short time, Britt and Cato were inside the now-deserted Barry Mansion, and they moved like shadows across the floor of the private museum in which Barry had housed his collection. I not see anything big enough to hide life-size statue. There's really no hiding place in here. Wait a minute. What you see? That mummy case over there. If there were no mummy in it, that would hold a statue or a body. Come on. I'll force it open. Why you mentioned body a minute ago? Oh, just a thought. 
Flash that light in there. Yes. Well, look, Mr. Britt. Just as I thought. The body of Mr. Barry. In the statue? Yes, Cato, in the coffin. Come on, we'll tip off the police about this. Then we'll get to the cemetery before the killer gets away with that statue. Hurry. We'll leave the car here. It's close enough to the mausoleum. Come on. All right, Mr. Brown. Wait, sir. Now, what's the matter? Look. Door is open. Someone's using a flashlight inside. Come on. I have my gun ready. Don't move, you. So, it's you, huh, Brown? Turn your light on him, Parker. Yes, it's I. And I notice you've dropped your French accent. Don't let that worry you. I see you've removed the lid of Mr. Barry's casket. That's right, I have. But a mausoleum is not a fitting place for a Rodin statue, Brown. <laughs> that statue is going to be taken away from here right now. But you'll stay. I must say, I didn't expect you so soon. You got wise. Others might do the same thing if we wait too long. I see. But of course, you know, I won't let you take this statue away. He intends to steal it himself, Mr. Brown. I thought he was up to something. As Barry's secretary, I contacted the French embassy in Washington, Francois. They didn't send a representative out here at all. Smart, aren't you? Too smart for you... And the police. Now I'm going to kill you, Francois. You asked for this. Oh, my arm. What? The green hornet. He shot Brown in the arm. I'll get you, Francois. I'll Don't talk too much. Oh. Sorry, hornet. You saved my life, but I'm covering you with this gun. I'm turning you in. I think not. You drop gun, please. A helper, huh? Then holding a gun on me. All right. You win, hornet. I seem to have run into a nice little mess in here. That's right, you have. You don't seem to be worried much. I'm not. Someone else coming. <laughs> that should be the police. You see, I'm a federal man. I told them to come out here. I suspected this was where the statue was. So that's it, a federal man, eh? I guess this is the best thing for you. Take this, a bit of gas. <coughs> and you, killer, can take this. No, wait, I can't wait. <coughs> come on, let's go quick. statue in the coffin. He gave me a whiff of gas. I... Sergeant, look here, my credentials. I'm a federal man. Arrest Brown and the butler for Barry's murder. It's too bad we didn't get the other guy, too. What other guy? Holy crow! Twas the harness, Sarge. So the harness tried to butt in, too. But he got chased for his pains. <laughs> well, he's not so smart when he comes up against a federal man, looks like. I wonder... Oh, my God. 
whether it's morning or night, there's always a Sunday show to please your taste on your favorite ABC station. Following this program, stay tuned for the star shows coming up for your entertainment. What's next on ABC's Sunday listing menu? Why, the show that hands out money for a straight aim. It's Darts for Dough, which serves up 30 minutes of fun and suspense as contestants try to hit the target for a cash award. Hear Darts for Dough next. Then, for high-powered action and exciting thrills, don't miss David Harding Counter-Spy. So make a date for these two swell shows, Darts for Dough and David Harding Counter-Spy, when they're heard this afternoon over most of these same ABC stations. And be sure to listen to The Green Hornet next week at this same time. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. And all characters, names, places, and incidents used are fictitious. Al Neal speaking. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.